Hello and welcome to Pig Ignorant Gamers number 20. That's it, we're out of the teenage years, so we're going to be very mature from now onwards. Bums. No talking about butts or <laughs> willies. No, well, you know, I, I had a bit of butt pain yesterday, so I might have another trip to the doctors and yeah, accompanying. That, yeah, we're definitely out of the teens now. Yeah. Well, no, you are at your teens when you because we like, start getting prostate exams exactly. and talking about normally, them on podcasts. Normally, see, normally it's like you're in your fifties by the time that you start getting the old finger up the butt as a regular thing. I can't believe you just enjoy it so much. We haven't actually introduced ourselves yet. Either. <laughs> um, okay, right. I'm Graham. I'm Mark. I'm Dave. Uh, and now, fingers up the butt. Uh, <laughs> no, the new hit indie game. Do you know? Well, it's only a matter of time. It's a single player. I'm going to run out of things to talk about. Well, we got we got a big month this month because because uh, these two fuckers went over to America for various things. I think you just went for the one thing, didn't you, Dave? Yes. Uh, whereas Mark has been over there for loads Did of things. The, the triple event thing. Was yeah. GDC, PAX, and Rest. Okay. I mean, y- your game's uh, release date has been announced, yeah. although not on this podcast. Could have been. You chose like not I to. told you a, a few minutes ago. It wasn't. I wasn't in charge of that, and neither was Devolver. Sony just <laughs> happened to announce it in the Spring Fever lineup. Yeah, and we were like, "Oh, okay, I guess this what, is happening now." So, what are you up against then in Spring Fever? One well, up against. Yeah. Well, they say Spring Fever. It's normally like, "Oh, these games are coming out at well, this time." They have like a new game every Tuesday. Oh, okay. So it's not. I'm not. Up, well, if oh, you so want to like, say I'm up against like it, the then GTA of... Five comes out on PC on the same day. So that's going <laughs> to be it. A... <laughs> A fun so, one. But, so it's uh, like the summer of arcade. Yeah, except spring. Yeah. So it's yeah, but so it's, the, it's the Sony equivalent of Xbox's summer of arcade. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay, pretty okay. much. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's quite so cool. It's, it's all the, part the, of the promotion. The, the, the lineup is actually pretty solid. It's and like, yours games in and, there as and well. my game is in there as well. <laughs> yeah. So what else is in there? Good. Come on. Like Shovel Knight. I think Hotline Two is in there, but I thought it was out as well. I, Maybe I haven't seen it on the shop on PS4. Yeah, it's out on PS. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, Unless yeah, it's okay. just pre-ordered. Because I've been playing it on PC, obviously. Yeah, I thought it was like out, out and sorted because it's... Yeah. I mean, it should be, but I remember seeing it in the lineup somehow. But there's also Axiom Verge, which looks amazing. It does. I, I think the graphics look really ugly. I think it looks really cool. It looks like it looks like the ugliest it's, it's game. It's all made by one person. That's impressive. And technically, it's got all lots, sorts of kinds of cool stuff going on in there, but eh, I don't know. It's weird because it's like NES, NES style graphics, but at a much bigger resolution. So it's like, it's like if a NES had four times the resolution, but didn't make the blocks bigger, just instead had loads more on screen. Yeah. It's quite weird. Um, I think it looks ugly, but it also looks interesting from gameplay point of view. Yeah. Apparently it's like Metroid 2. Yeah. Someone said it's just Metroid 2. So it might be, it might be good. I'll pick it up. By then I should have bought a PS4 so I can play Bloodborne so I can buy that and play well, it as well. That's interesting because, because isn't that Project AMR basically doing Metroid 2? as well I don't know I think so which has been in the works for fucking ages I should check up on it it's like every couple of years I'll remember that it exists like like Secrets of Grindia and I'll go mm, some nice new sprites um, okay what else Metal Slug 3 is getting uh, give a shit like that. I don't know I, I don't that's all I can remember they, they... oh Jamestown Plus and what was the other one Jamestown Plus is out Divers oh, on PS4 though yeah oh well <laughs> okay and Hell Divers or drivers, or something, or Dover. I don't know. I think Hell Divers. It seems to ring a bell. Yeah. Although I can't actually remember what it is. I'm guessing it involves diving. Yeah. That's how. And of course, Titan Souls as well. As well. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> maybe it's just cheaper. Maybe it's like a Spring Fever sale. Maybe they're not all new games. Maybe they're just maybe. like dropped in price. How, how much is it going to cost people? Fifteen dollars. That's a very reasonable price, I think, for a game that's less than ten pounds. 
for a, sure. a, a lovely game. Yeah. So, well, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's the plugs kind of done. And Dave, you got anything you want to plug? Nope. Nope. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're working on at the moment. Well, we know we know what you want to work on. We'll discuss that later. Yes. <laughs> um, so, okay, news. Uh, I suppose the only kind of newsy thing, there was the whole Jeff Minter Tempest TXK uh, debacle. Um, debacle. As they say in France. De- debacle. Um, <laughs> Le debacle. Where Atari, or rather the corporate entity wearing the skin of Atari, um, because it's changed. That know. sounds terrifying. Well, it's because basically yeah. Infograms just changed their names to Atari, didn't they? They yeah, just they bought, bought, they bought, they the, bought the name, and they even said we're just buying the name. Yeah, just because they wanted some, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, the IPs that come with that. But anyway, they've basically said to that's if you can make a squeaking a, in. There no. we go, as much noise as you can. My, like pulling on my jeans or something here. Okay, if you just, maybe just do a big fart into the mic as well while we're at it. Well, um, I wasn't going to, but I kind of yawn. Well, you we'll put a mark on that one, and you'll be the one who's always using that mic. Uh, fine. <laughs> um, the brown one. Anyway, so uh, he, he, he released on PSV to a while, TXK. Jeff Mintz made this game called TXK, which is basically uh, um, a remake of Tempest. Or rather, a remake of Tempest 2000 um, that he did for the uh, Jaguar, um, but with probably some more particles, I expect. Um, and it was it's released on PS Vita, and it was coming out on PS4 fairly soon. And Atari put the kibosh on it, and uh, basically put a, put a stop to that, and are probably trying and getting trying to get the PS Vita one removed as well. And Jeff Minter kicked up this massive stink about it, as if they were wrong. And I'll be honest with you, from a legal point of view, not a moral point of view, they're they're totally right, because TXK is fucking identical to Tempest, or rather Tempest 2000. And while Jeff Minton can say, well, I made Tempest 2000. No, you, you were paid to make Tempest 2000. You sacrificed the right to everything you did when you were paid to make that, you know. Um, and, and, and it does look, it looks identical to Tempest in terms of what the spaceship looks like and, and its abilities and that whole, you know, going around a tube. And he's acting as if they're in the wrong. He's utterly, uh, good. Yeah, how could this possibly happen that my completely obvious rip-off of a property that I do not own the IP to has yeah. been uh has been it seems like down. a pretty bad idea on his part yeah. we've done that and every review of it referenced tempest 2000 yeah every review yeah it's i i i, I it's weird because you obviously there are lots of people who are on his side obviously good old bob fearing is because bob loves a bit of minter <laughs> um but i i just think this this guy's been skating on thin ice for a long long time in terms of you know llamatron mechanically identical to Robotron just with some llamas in it. Yes. As I said before, he doesn't, you know, he just takes other people's games and he sticks sheep in them and he seems to think that that makes it his game. Um, and, and when you ever play his, I, I always find that when I ever play the stuff that he has done originally, like Goat Up and stuff like that, not very good games, particularly. So, and, and even then, full of sprites that he doesn't own the rights to as well from other games. So, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not on Atari's side because I think it's, it's a shitty deal. I think he was an idiot not to expect it. Um, it was this was the most predictable outcome ever that you know a corporate entity was eventually going to see what he was doing and go, uh, no. The the silly thing from our Atari's point of view is they approached Atari before release yeah. to ask if they could make it an official sequel. Yes. And Atari could have gone yes and took a cut of all this. Oh yeah, they've been quite they've been dicks about it as well. In that you know they've yeah they've totally got up to them and said, do you mind? It's okay. Just squeak away. 
Um, they've they've said, yeah, can we release it? We'll give you some money. And uh, yeah, they've just been twats about it, I'm sure, because they've got a plan to turn it into probably a game that isn't Tempest. In the same way with the asteroids, and they've made it a fucking MOBA or something ridiculous. Um, no, they they yeah, the, the, there's an asteroids game that has nothing to do with asteroids. That why does everyone make everything into a MOBA now? I, I don't I don't even really know what a MOBA is. If I'm honest, I thought it was that that ball, a, it's that a mobile game, right? Made music in the nineties. Um, Moby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably the 2000s as well, now that I think about it. Um, I'm sure he's still making music. Yeah, but no one gives a shit now. No, yes. Um, it's like that Descent game that's on Kickstarter. I think someone mentioned that was kind of like a MOBA somehow. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I guess everyone sees like... massively online battle arena. Is that what it means? I okay. think so. <laughs> But that just sounds to me so just like a mass any any online game where there's like lots of participants is a MOBA, yeah. I guess. It's just because there was like there was a game that came out and it was probably actually called MOBA. Is, Do- is Dota a MOBA? Dota, yeah. Do- okay, Dota's a MOBA. Don't know what Dota stands for either. Dota MOBA. Yeah, everything's acronyms. Anyway, what so what does Dota mean? His thing. <laughs> what does it mean? The point. It doesn't matter. We're <laughs> we're pig ignorant gamers. This is. Us not knowing is our no, portal. Yeah, but this is us overcoming our ignorance. So we could, what what could Dota mean? Um, okay, day of the Tentacle? No, that's D O T T, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Day of the Anus. That's what it is. <laughs> that, that's the, the definitely mas- what the, it is. The MOBA. Day of the Anus. There we go. Day of the Anus two. Yes, Day of the Anus two. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Day of the Anus number two. That's what <laughs> it is. So anyway, um, uh, long story short, Mint is an idiot. Um, for not expecting this to happen, and it's it's horrible that it's happened to him. And Atari are for doing it, especially given that they tried to arrange something. But frankly, uh, Mystic Med could have fucking seen this coming. I mean, she's a <laughs> charlatan. So... Yeah, at the point where Atari said no to it being any kind of official, yeah. he should have just changed the visual. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's, that's the, the o- space That's the only that. issue with it is that it looks exactly the same. Yeah. So yeah, I think they also had because of the jumping thing, which is kind of bullshit. That you know, the idea of copywriting jumping or something ridiculous like that. But it's that that tube view as well. Uh, you know, he this 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 was so fucking obvious that this was going to happen. Um, so yeah, that's kind of kind of sucks uh, for him. But well, yeah, it was so avoidable. Just have a fucking original idea that isn't terrible. Yeah, it's it's not it's not impossible to do I mean look at Mark he's made a game that isn't terrible we'll see no I'm not talking about Titan Souls okay one, one of the old ones <laughs> I don't know oh no they were all terrible <laughs> no they had that nice platform with the nuts oh yeah yeah that was good and Titan Souls is good as well obviously I'm just <laughs> yanking your chain yanking my chain and complimenting my nuts thanks <laughs> yeah um right okay so anything actually anything else happened this month or has has there been a complete absence of news? Well, there was GDC. Yeah, GDC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So, which one would you have gone to first? GDC. We did GDC first. Okay, well, why don't you talk about that and just talk about them chronologically. So, uh, Well, there's, what, there's a chronological divide as well, which is interesting because I had to leave it halfway through because whoever organized PAX put it on the same week as GDC. Well, they're pricks, obviously. Because they're very clever people, yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, that was a okay. sarcastic comment. Oh, okay. Obviously right. not Fair clever to do that, but never mind. <laughs> Tell me all about GDC, because I didn't go, because I'm not some indie who swans around. 
Yeah, it was You're great. Just a, some triple A <laughs> who swans around. I don't swan. I yeah. I I've been doing all these bloody VO sessions in America. I don't go to America. I just have to Skype in at cock o'clock at night. Cock o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, other than it being very good, did you see anything there, or did you do anything? Well, my highlight was, as always, because it was my highlight last year, was the Alt-Control GDC, which was... What? It's it's a section of the expo where they get people to make alternative controllers. Um, So they make unusual um, controllers for games. Mini eggs, really, mini eggs. In a, in a, you could have decanted them into something that didn't make as much fucking noise. Christ. I could have done. Now, when I was chewing, Mastercard and Sally's Garfield. Well, I tried to stealthily grab one, but you raised it as a point. Or you looked at me, so I had to get, get them it out. It so much you. noise! It was not near the microphone. It was fine. Try, what, was, what were you saying? <laughs> so this was like that Osmos or Cosmos game or whatever it was last year, wasn't it? It had that really weird controller that you pushed in and out. Yes, and yes. Well, Orbital. That's it, Orbitalis. Orbitalis. I don't. Osmosis. But yeah, well, Alan was there again with another game. Mm-hmm. Um, was it, what was, your show was it good or was he a one to It was. It was some like 3D uh, device that when you put your hand around different parts of it, the ship on the screen did different so, things. So it was Elite Motion, was it? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Right. Kind of. But um, my highlight of, well, there was two, two that were highlights was, uh, one was line wobbler right. which was a one-dimensional game which when i first saw it i thought this is going to control terrible because it was it had an led strip mm. which was just one line and a light on it and you controlled the light going up and down the uh, light strip yeah um with a spring door stop right which had a gyro sensor in it okay and i thought that's that's going to be the the least the spring, those are the things that responsive. like the twang. That yes. Get, right, okay. I thought this is going to be the least responsive controller I have ever used, but strangely, it was really natural to use mm. and worked really well. And you you just moved it left to go left, moved it right to go right, and then you twanged it to do a kind of attack where it, it um, vibrated along the line. Right. And there was enemies that moved along the line, and there was lava pits and things like that, and you you either had to avoid or destroy the enemies and the idea was to get from one end of the light strip to the other and it was it was it was really great actually. it was a really like really deep kind of game but it was in one dimension the, mm. the number of like kind of mechanics and stuff we got out of it was really cool like when you twang it to do the attack because you're just one led that's, that's yeah. lit up mm. when you twang it you kind of like vibrate back and forth and fill in a space and anything in that space gets killed so you can get yeah. near an enemy and do that and it like kind of expands from that point and the more power you put behind it, the bigger the kind of impact was and stuff. Yeah. And also the like the it was like sensitive to how much you were pushing it, so you could actually move very slowly or move quickly if you push further and stuff. It was really really impressive, mm. and it was a lot of fun. I had a boss fight in and everything. It was crazy. Yeah, it did as well. Yeah, that sounds crazy. It was crazy. a one D dungeon crawler. Yeah, there, there was that one. That that one was really good. And there was another one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was um it was wireless Xbox controllers. Yeah. Um, and you had different controllers, uh, which controlled the vibration on the controllers. Okay. So you put the, the wireless controllers on a table. Mm. Uh, there was different games, like uh, there was a racing one, and you put the controllers on the table, and you controlled how much vibration mm. they had, and they obviously moved with the vibration. Yeah. Um, 
So there was a like a drag race, which was simply get from one end of the table to the other. And there was another one that was a sumo, where you had uh, you on one side of the platform and you uh, um, someone else on the other, and you had to push the other controller off, but only controlling the vibration of the controllers. So, because they've got twin motors and you can control left and right, can you? Yeah, uh, I was actually talking to developers, and apparently uh, the Xbox controller has different size motors in each side. Right. So they actually had to modify the controllers. So apparently it has a small motor in one side and a big motor in the other, and they, they swapped out the small motor for two big motors. Right. But um, do you actually have control? I mean, because it's just vibrating. It's not like you have directional control. Yeah, you don't you don't need it, because um, if you, you had um, uh, two knobs, and one, one vibrated the left side and one vibrated the right-hand side. Um, oh, and did you not control it with another controller? No, no, they were just, it, they, oh, that's... it was custom-made controls, um, and it, they were just two knobs, and uh, it, it controlled the amount of vibration on each side, and you had a surprising amount of control, like um, I learnt technique, especially for the racing, uh, I would turn my controller to the side, and then kind of go sidewards, mm. all, the, all the way down, and that seemed to move faster than just going straight forward with the controller. So the, the, you had a surprising amount of control, and the sumo one, you'd you'd see someone who was maneuvering around you, so you'd start having to maneuver back around them. So you had a surprising amount of control, and it was just a really because it was a, like a physical game in the sense that it was the physical controller that was actually moving and things like that. It wasn't on a screen. It was it was it was a really interesting idea, mm. but totally impractical for. General release, obviously. Uh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, it's just the perfect for the GDC, etc. Well, but uh, alt control GDC is is like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they had that um, keep talking or everyone will die uh, game, which is is quite impractical for for general release and mm. things like that. So, I'm assuming in that you have to keep talking or everyone dies. It's the one where it's the you, someone has the Oculus Rift on and they can see a bomb that they need to defuse mm -hmm. and everyone else has the instruction manual for lots of different bombs. So you have to work out which bomb the person is looking at first and then explain to them how to defuse the bomb. That's a, that sounds really good. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting concept, but yes, I don't uh, think it's one you could actually are these, release. Are these actual physical instruction manuals? Or? Yeah, oh, yeah, the, the, like, um, and people take the instruction manual apart and lay them out so they can see all the pages at once. And, yeah. And so that they can start describing how to defuse the bomb and things like that. So, so how, um, what's the sort of tactile interface for defusing the bomb there? Uh, the person on the rift has a controller, yeah. and they, they just highlight the bits that... So it, the the diffusing is things like you have different control panels on the bomb and you have like knobs to turn and buttons to press. So it's not like So it's almost like Space Team kind of It kind of is, yeah. 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 Yeah, very very much so. But um it's like very vague, like there'll be a serial number on the bomb. So like the people with the with the manuals will, will be like, Well, there's all different ways of diffusing ones yeah. with different serial numbers. And then once you've found out which which section you've got, uh, you then have to the person has to describe what panels are on the front of the bomb and that the instructions for diffusing will be different depending what panels they are. So there's all different variations of yeah. bomb. So, you know, that sounds like something that could work with multiple iPhones as well. Because if you've only got one iPhone and, and, you know, the other people are just looking through instructions on other ones. Yeah, it, it, basically it relies on um, you not being able to see what the other people are seeing yes. is, is the basis of the game. Yeah. 
That sounds that sounds top. That does. I really like the sound of that. Um, anything else at GDC that wasn't maybe outside of the alt control? Um, well, I mean, in the IGF, I saw a Metamorphobet. Right now, that one came out a couple of months ago because I remember people. Yeah, about it, it. it was one that was. I think it was nominated. I think it actually won one of the prizes in the IGF. I don't remember which one. Um, but it's a, uh, it's, it's really weird. I wouldn't call it a game. It's more of an interactive toy. Yeah. In that you start off with the letter A, and it's like one of these alphabet books. Mm. Um, but basically, you just like touch or swipe the screen to make the A transform into different things that begin with A. And then once you've made it transform into all the different A's, it goes into the letter B. Right. And basically it goes through the whole alphabet, morphing the letter into things that start with that letter. Right. Um, it reminded me very much of uh, that game Windowsill. That, I was just going to say, when it sounds like Windowsill. Yeah, Sill, yeah. And the graphics were very reminiscent of that as well. It was that very vectory, yeah, plain... Different developer though, I assume. I, I think so, yes. Right. So. Let's say it definitely was. That, that's now a fact. <laughs> uh, but I did. I, it, it held my attention to go all the way through from A to Z. Yeah. And I spoke to the developer afterwards, and because uh, I initially thought, well, oh, did you do a Mushroom Eleven on it again, where they no one else gets to play it because you're hogging the machine? Well, he had he had several um, units. It was oh, on the okay. iPad, and he had several of them. So I wasn't hogging it this time. Oh, okay. Um, although we did hog Mushroom Eleven again. Oh, really? In in the indie mega booth so <laughs> but um no i was speaking to the developer afterwards and the initial impression i got was it was an educational thing mm. but he said he had no intention of it being educational in the slightest it, it was more for adults so i don't really know if there's a place it's the penis <laughs> well yeah there was no adult content in it he just it, it was a toy he wanted to make for adults and mm. so i don't i don't know if there's really a place for that yeah. I thought it would work perfectly as like an educational toy. Well, just give it to kids and see what happens. Well, yeah. yeah. But he, he didn't seem interested in the educational aspect of it. How odd. That is quite odd. Um, uh, anything else? Was that it? Is that your entire GDC? Was it, was the rest of it I getting did, I, Everything was... he's talked about, I didn't <laughs> get, go to any of that because I was gone already. Well, you see, now, now typically when you go to one of these things you don't get to see jack shit because you're just demoing the game was well the i wasn't there? gdc was just off my own back basically oh was it just oh, went okay. to see a few talks and meet random people you know okay it was it was enjoyable just did, did you play out. some games no I didn't, there was no games around to play when i was uh, there because the game expo I, stuff I, I played titan souls while i was there on ps4 mm. the slightly broken build yeah it ran really slow yeah <laughs> right, still completed it though well congratulations Hogging that machine. <laughs> yeah, that was it was it was right near the entrance where when it opened, so it so was before anyone got on it. Right. I don't say so you're saying that the GDC when it starts, there aren't any games there at the game development. Yeah, the ex- uh, Wednesday. Yeah, it? the expo's the last three days. Oh, okay. So, um what was I gonna say? Uh, what talks did you see? Anything interesting? Um there was a few uh, <laughs> money well spent. This sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't. Nothing really like tickled my fancy when I was there. I didn't really. There wasn't much I wanted to go and see. I did see a few though, like uh, Tower's Principle, like Postmortem. Mm. Um, yeah, theirs was quite good. Yeah, uh, the roguelike one by the guy who made Catacomb Kids. Yeah, the Catacomb Kids. Was, that was, that was oh, cool. But okay. he, I was really interested, in it, and then he just like, it was like, okay, we time. have to end it now. Ran out of time. 
That really annoyed me because... That room was rammed. Yeah, and everyone wanted to see that one. And it just... He was so close to the end. They could have just said, you just finish up and the next one can run over. Yeah. This is what fucking annoys me about these things where they... You know, they'll allocate an hour, but you only get 45 minutes because of the amount of time it takes to get all the in and out. Yeah. And they have the same issue with uh, EGX. Where these talks won't last any time at all, and when they and quite often some of the talks are bl- bloody, just they're just PR puff pieces. Remember the yeah, Walking yeah. Dead one? Uh, the yeah, these, Dead. these talks like things like nothing. Yeah, but... There was one that I really... oh, oh, who's oh, doing oh, one? Yeah, yeah. Who's... Oh yeah, I I did a talk at rest. <laughs> oh, did you? We'll get onto that. It's chronological though, right? Oh, okay. I about well, that. I didn't even know about that. Uh, How did I not know about that? I'm... The video's online if you want to watch it. Oh, we're totally going to do it. that. It's we're going to link to that. It's all right. It went well. Oh, okay. um, I'll be the judge of that. We'll see what <laughs> sure. comments I put on it. But there was another one, another talk at GDC that I liked, which was, uh... oh, what's his name? The guy from Hyperlight Drifter. Oh, Bo Blythe? Or the other guy? The other guy. Is it Teddy? Teddy, Teddy? Teddy, like, Teddy DF or DS. I don't like. know. But the, I think the guy that isn't Bo Blythe. Him, him and uh, Disaster Piece did a talk. A talk. I'll do air quotes there. Okay. Thing. But, um, they basically it used, more did like you, you were see fingering that, actually, the mic. Uh, no, I was in the other. I was in a different talk. Right, because it was basically just like a, a like a forty minute long poem thing, or like talk about. Like, we could oh. hear it through the wall. Though. God. Yeah. It was. It was kind of cool though. It was pretty interesting, and it was just talking about. Is that what made it cool? No, no, it sounds tedious it as fuck. And it was pretty funny, and it had like. Disaster Piece was like doing like live audio for it and stuff, right. and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Richard, pretty weird. Speaking of which, that his film was out um, a couple of weeks ago. What films? Oh, uh, he did the the music for It Follows, the horror film. Cool, it's really good. Loved it. We're not a film review podcast though, so that is enough <laughs> on that. Um, <laughs> My knowledge oh, is restricted to games only, and yeah. even then, very limited. Yeah, I mean, well, me and me and Dave know more about Bloodborne than you. I mean, that is yeah, yeah, okay, quite something. Um, anyway, next, next in the chronological <laughs> thing, we'll, well get to on, you spoiling Bloodborne for me later. Well, we're already spoiling. No, but hang on, I'm just trying to think. Uh, so, how cl- did they show anything new of of Hyperlight Drifter or anything like that? Because oh, is no, it not no, done? No. It wasn't. No, no, they didn't talk about Hyperlight Drifter at all. This this, this GDC Sam shit. Why well, is I was only there for two three days? Yeah, <laughs> and then fogged off to PAX. Oh, right, so did you get them to, did you get Devolver to basically pay for your tickets to go to America just a bit earlier? No, I flew out, like, off my, with my own money to GDC, and then they, and then we were like, they told us we had to go to PAX, so like, oh, okay. So they flew us out from uh, GDC, like, across the country to Boston. Yeah. So that was okay. okay. Well then, PAX, that's the next thing in so your, PAX. In, you, you haven't got any other GDC stuff, have you, Dave? No, other than it, it draws a red box. Which was a, a game I'd never heard of before GDC. And in it, what happens? Uh, I, it's the hardest I thing to describe. Well, okay, box? yeah. It does. It doesn't draw a red box. No, it doesn't. <laughs> what color is it then? Try Dave. There's no box. It's a sports game on the Xbox One, but it started off as a. You've lost me already. It started off as a Twitter joke. Uh, the guy that made it. Um, started a game and he was just asking people on Twitter what he should do with it and the game started by it drew a red box. Mm. That was the first thing he did in the game. Um, and people just kept adding, uh, telling him to add stuff until it became this huge mess of a party game. Um, and Microsoft picked, just recently picked it up and are pushing it on Xbox One. But it, it looks it looks really fun actually. Even though it it looks terrible as well. Okay. 
Okay, well, we'll, we'll Google it and have a look. <laughs> so that's it, though. That's GDC. That's GDC. Dave's me. GDC done. Other than drinking. Other than drinking, obviously. Pax me. Pax. Pax me well, Actually, one thing we should quickly say about GDC... Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> ...is San Francisco is yeah. fucking terrifying. It's brilliant. Did you go on any trams? Uh, I went on the bar on one point. Oh, we did actually get... No, it was a replacement we were, bus service. We yeah, we went you on the You would know if you were on a tram. But... Fucking hell, so many crazy homeless people. Yeah. Like, we... Oh, uh, waiting at either end of the trap stop in particular. It's because you're captive prey there. Yeah, I didn't... We didn't experience that, but I went to the... I walked through the most ghetto place ever. It was five blocks of just, like, really, really rough area. And just, like, every person I saw was homeless. And they were just walking around talking to themselves. And then later on that day, after we'd, like, left that bit, apparently one... I'm assuming Devolver paid for your hotel then. No, we were we was in the Indy Hostel. This was when we were walking to Devolver's hotel because they were in the middle of this in some proper like it was an okay hotel, but in the middle of the diviest possible area. Okay. And like someone outside the hotel like got chased down the street by someone wielding a knife. It was a pretty fucking weird place. Okay. Anyway, so just a quick note I'd like to, like to tell people about San Francisco. Don't go there; it's terrifying. We, I went there. We stayed in Fisherman's Wharf. It was lovely. I'd walk. <laughs> Get a tram over the over the top of the hill down into the uh, retail district. Oh, we fucking Lovely. walked to the top of one of those hills. You're an idiot. Like imbeciles. Did it you... was the worst. Yeah, we were like, let's go Pier 59. It's just down this one road. Oh, yeah. It did... was a one road with a massive hill. It was like a two-mile-long road with, <laughs> on, with a mountain yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing about San Francisco. It's got some steep hills. Did yeah. you go down Lombard Street? I don't know. It's the curvy one. It's famously curvy. Oh, no, no. No, everything was very straight. Did you go to Haight-Ashbury? Haight-Ashbury? Don't think so. So, Oh, my God. You did nothing in San Francisco you should have done. Yeah. We did GDC. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. (laughs) So, PAX. PAX PAX was a lot of fun. Like, I like uh, PAX events. There's just loads of nerds everywhere, and they're all pretty cool. Was it cold? It was, yeah, it was pretty fucking chilly. Like, there was snow up to the height of me. (laughs) Which is like five eight, I think. Uh, no, it was really like really snowy. But on like the last day, we were sat outside at some pub and it was warm. It was really weird. Like it was warm and sunny, but there was snow everywhere. Very strange. But yeah, Boston is. Uh, it's not really that much there apart from parks, G- I guess. Garden crime. I didn't see any guns or okay. crime. There's oh. a Manchester right near Boston. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Didn't go there. It won't be as good as ours, obviously. Yeah, at least. But uh, PAX, I didn't really, I didn't get to play any games because I was doing the whole expo thing. Apart from, I played Downwell, mm-hmm. which is a Devolver game, and uh, it's fucking awesome. Like, really, really good. And you're telling just, the company line here. Well, you know, Devolver do pick up pretty good games. You know, I'm not going to see my own horn. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they, yeah, Downwell is really, really cool. And uh, like, uh, at one point, the guy who's making it, uh, mopping on Twitter, who's uh, a Giro. Japanese dude, and uh, he was. We were, talk, we were talking about storylines and stuff. I think he might be talking to Dennis about storylines with Hot Man Mammy, and uh, he just went like, "Yeah, down well doesn't really have a storyline. You just you go down a well. <laughs> it's just great. Oh, okay. I thought it was amazing, but it's really really fun. I think he said he just, uh, you know, JW's talk about game feel. Mm. That's his bible, and he just takes all that stuff and puts it into this one really really super polished game. That's really cool and really fun. Down well, so yeah. Okay, what what type of game is it? It's monochrome, like black and white, yeah. with red in it, and it's just it's you very, go, yeah, you're, it's got very spectrum look, hasn't it? Yeah, you're just you're going down a procedure you generated well, mm. and it's just like camera just moves up and down, that's it, and then you it's got like a bit of a splunky kind of level generation thing, and you just what happens is you you press a button to jump, mm. 
Mm. And when you're in air, if you press jump again, you shoot bullets out of your feet downwards. Okay. And it's just, and then when you like land, it recharges like your um, bullet spray and stuff like that. And you get occasionally you can find a shop that you can go in. You can buy stuff from shopkeeper, or you can you can kill the shopkeeper and stuff like that. And it's really cool, honestly. I played it for about twenty minutes while we were supposed to be setting up our booth, and I just wanted to play it more. Okay, it's really so good. And, and is there footage of that online? Yeah, yeah, you can check that out. Okay, cool. Right, definitely do that. That it's, sounds good. That yeah, sounds it's right cool. It's really, really good. Um, okay, so uh, but most of it you were just uh, uh, shilling for the game. Yeah, I just demoing the game, talking to people. Uh, it, it was pretty fun. Good and response. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The booth was round all the time. It's really good. No one creepy there this time. There's always someone creepy. It's packs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. We did like a live thing on the Twitch stage where we got interviewed by Man vs. Game, which is pretty weird. Me and Fan just on stage, just headsets on, talking and playing. We showed like hard mode and stuff like that. It was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Pax, I always, yeah, Pax is great. Mm. Uh, and we stayed in the, a fucking great hotel. Like, went from the hostel in, in GDC to this awesome, like, converted prison. And oh, was, yes, you were saying. It was really cool. The first thing I saw when we walked in was like this jazz band playing. It's definitely the fanciest place I've ever been in my life. But you, you paid for it though, didn't you? Well, technically. Yeah. But Devolver did, but we will have to pay the money back, obviously, you know. <laughs> That kind of thing. See, because if, if it was my choice, I would be paid. Uh, have you got any hovels? Can, <laughs> can I can I fly there by a donkey and stay in a hovel? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, that's why we were in a hostel at GTC. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. And then after uh, that, there was rest. Flew back to stayed in London. Hmm? Uh, had to write a talk. Nothing impressive about that. There. I've done that. I've stayed yeah, in London. Yeah. Uh, but you know, after two expos, you kind of want to go home. But um, yeah. stayed in London for for a day or two of like. Uh, Writing our talk and just recovering from jet lag, and then went straight into rest. By that point, I was, I, I got a bit ill because on the flight back, like the last day, I went to bed at five a.m. after a night of very heavy drinking. Yeah, and then uh, got up at like ten the next day, so I had not a lot of sleep. And then um, I assume you were flying economy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, f- we flew in the afternoon. Uh, and thing is, we f- we flew from it's like seven p.m. local time there, and landed at five a.m. London time. So my night time was on that plane. I, it's horrible, and it's half the length because it's got yeah. Flying it's, it was the only night six hours. I had about two to three hours sleep there, and so you stayed up all day and went back to bed at, at night time. So over like a seventy-two hour period, I had about like six hours sleep or something. So that was fun. So that let all the illness in. So at rest, I was just a bit ill and broken, but it was still fun. Rest was really a weird venue. Like it was like a. I know it's kind of like a, a series of shops and stuff, like a little small shopping center that get, gets converted. It's really, I've never seen an expo like that. It's really weird, but it was really cool as well. Is and we did a talk there. Better or worse than the NEC for EGX Rest? Um, I, I don't know what I'd say to that question because it was just different. Okay. It's, it's weird because you don't, you don't get the kind of expo hall thing where you can see really far and be like, oh, there's a game over there I want to play. It's just like, you, you see a little stall that says Devolver and you go in there or there's a stall that says like the indie section has a shitload of indie games in there and stuff like that mm. uh, and there's a left field downstairs that sounds not I quite like the idea that you discover things it was kind of to... yeah it's kind of cool I don't know if it's better or worse in terms of promotion or anything like that or what there was a lot of people there so it seemed to go down pretty well yeah yeah so uh, again you were demoing it uh, to uh, any uh, press re- interviews and stuff like that yeah there's a few I don't really remember I was in a bit of a haze but yeah uh, yeah, did a few press things. And gave a talk. And we did a talk, yeah. So how well attended we, was the talk? There was about 150 people there. That's not bad. Yeah, and it was like streamed on Twitch as well. I think like 80 people watched it on Twitch. 
I did. We I did one for 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 Lego once, uh, and it was it was kind of like the superstars of Lego or some bullshit title <laughs> like that. And was that a Comic Con that you're talking about? Yeah, it was yeah, a Comic Con, yeah, yeah. and it was in this pretty big hall, and it was sparsely attended. Yeah, <laughs> it well, was it, mortifying. Yeah, the they like made the camera shots look like the room was full. Yeah, but it's uh, it was in the room that the Baftas was in like the day before. Right, and um. It's quite a big place. It wasn't. It was nowhere near full or anything. It was just, it was just people crowding the front, and yeah, it was about 150, I'd say. But it was okay. It was fine. We kind of blagged the talk though. All we did it was like had some slides and notes about it. But the thing is, if there's anything I can blag my way through talking about, it's my game. Yeah, I would hope so that you would know so, by now. That was kind of fun. It was kind of cool to uh, say thoughts about it out loud and kind of clarify points on it. You're the Mike Bithel of this podcast now. Why? Because he's always doing fucking talks. I did one talk. I wasn't every fucking day uh, yeah, of Game City. Yeah, uh, yeah one day, you know, he had a first talk as well. So you're probably going to, no, this is just the first of many. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because you'll be doing your I am cr- doing, uh, We're doing next. another thing at uh, Feral Vector. What What the fuck's Feral Vector? It used to be called A Bit of Alright. Okay. It's like a game design thing. But it now it's held down, in Yorkshire. Yeah, it used to be down south, didn't it? Yeah, it oh, is this the one that's going to be like in a Yorkshire town that barely has electricity? Yeah. Yeah, that seems really, really, yeah, but, it sounds cool, but also, well... Yeah, it'd be weird. I like it. I mean, are there even going to be places for people to stay? Well, you can stay in... It's a half an hour train ride from Manchester, so you can, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. Fair enough. But we're doing a... Like, David asked, David Hayward's, like, organiser. He does, like, Game City and stuff as well. Yeah, he's on the Manchester Indie yeah. Games Group, isn't he? Yeah, you man. And, uh, yeah, he was... He, I was he's like, oh, do you want to do something for that? I was like, yeah, cool, I could do, like, a talk or something. He's like... Oh well, we were thinking maybe you could do uh, like a developer commentary while someone plays the game, and I like that idea a lot. So that should be pretty mm. fun. So me and Fan are just going to watch someone get wrecked by Titan Souls and just uh, comment on it, which should be good. Oh, fair enough. But yeah, yeah, that sounds, sounds nice. cool. Um, have you got anything like that coming up, Dave? You got anything? Shut up. No, no <laughs> genuine question. It wasn't like a look. Dave's a failure. No, that. Now that I think about but, it, that's but, point yeah. came across. <laughs> I haven't got anything coming up like that. I did that one talk. No one came to it. I made an off-colour joke and they haven't invited me back. <laughs> what joke did you make? Oh, uh, it was the one about... Um, I saw this old lady at the edge of the road and she asked me to help her cross over to the other side, so I killed her. So, was, <laughs> what? And, and they did not take to it. Um, <laughs> and I had so many other better jokes I could have done. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> right. So are you making a game at the moment, Dave? I'm always making a game. Hey, you know what? Though? I just never finish them. Right, and that's it. But you've got a you've got it in your heads to make a game of a certain. We, we're done with news and stuff like that, right? <laughs> okay, probably. Yeah. I, I want to Sieg into Burn Band, basically. Right. But you've got a, a certain Sieg into it. Sieg, as in Sieg. Or Seg. Yeah, no. What? Yeah, but the word on its own is Sieg. Really? Didn't know that. I thought it was just segue. I want to segue into this. No, yeah, but Sieging is also this segue is seamless. Yeah. Anyway, it's the segue to Siegs or Siegs to Segways. I'm I'm pretty sure that you can Sieg into something. Did we, did we segue into a Sieg about Segways? You could if you're talking about the like especially the Segway vehicle, huh? which we are now. Yeah, I Any- saw we saw those in uh, San Francisco. There was like some guy well, you training to- people to what ride them, yeah. or he was showing them around on them, on- and he San was Francisco. driving Segway backwards. It was the. It was just like yeah, well, that's the weirdest. Weird. The, the thing is, you would not want the battery to go out on that on a fucking hill, and that is, <laughs> it seems like the most dangerous place to have a Segway. Will be he was seeing it on a, on a flat road, but he was going backwards and and then being it was like going backwards, like leading a trail walking. of like 
I don't know. It was pretty. You know, weird. Car, you can reverse cars as well. What? Yeah, but he just didn't. Turn, he only turned around every minute or so. He could have hit anything. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Okay. The, here so, endeth the segue <laughs> about segways. Or... Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about. Burn band. <laughs> okay. Because we just had we just had a little play of burn band, and we were looking at the other things that uh, Tom Van Den Bugart. Let's say that. Yeah. That'll do. Let's murder his name. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's no worse than we've done with other foreign people's names. <laughs> Serves him right for being born somewhere inferior to England. Um, that's, a, that's a cool name. It's a cool name. It you is, want a- yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, 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 it's practically Humphrey Bogart. So, that's a pretty cool name. Anyway, the point is, we were looking at, we were looking at Burn Band because, because the aesthetic of it. Dave, explain what Burn Band is. It's it, well, it's this new trend of walking simulator, but um, as opposed to it being all realistic, it's it's a very low res aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So you said aesthetic as if to say, is that a word? No, no, <laughs> I know aesthetic's a word. Okay, good. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's it's got a very retro um, feel to it. So the sprites that are in it. I mean, it's 3D, but then it has like the 2D billboard sprites for yeah. characters. They're all uh, uh, low res, uh, and um, the whole whole thing is a, a very low res. Yeah, it's like a 320 by 240. Well, not quite that, but yeah, <laughs> chunky. But I I really love it. It's 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 really small, um, and there's not much to it for for the fact that you just walk around. Yeah. Um, but I. Oh, Everything about it, I love it. All the sounds and the yeah. the atmosphere, and I, I think it's because it's got so little detail that your brain is just actively filling in the gaps. Yeah, and it's got so much personality to it. Like there's a little bit where you go into like a little art center, and there's uh, somebody putting on a performance of a trumpet play, and you can go and sit down in the audience and listen to them play the trumpet. And there's all people, and when they finish, everyone claps and applauds it. And then you get up and you go into the next room and someone's doing an interpretive dance in the next room. But like, there's all these little tiny bits like this. Like there's an aquarium or there's a massive underground car park and you find a little maintenance room and there's a load of little maintenance men just out on a tea break mm. and things. It's just all these little, all these little just touches that just, just add atmosphere to the game. Yeah. Well, that's it. We were just going through some little pipe, and there was just like a beggar sat in the pipe, yeah. or, the, or that weird corridor that connected to nowhere in particular. That, that there was a, a, a urinal yeah. off of that a man was having a whiz in, <laughs> although we couldn't see his penis. Although apparently later on there is an alien penis you can see. I am reliably informed. Yes, there's a there's a very dodgy nightclub down a back alley, and someone's taking a whiz up the wall. See, that, yeah, see, it, it sounds it. Yeah, I, if I was doing 3D, it's absolutely the sort of thing I'd love to make. That, but with some gameplay. Because there's literally no gameplay in this thing. Yes, none, none at all. It was written by him just to learn Unity, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that's my understanding, yes. Yeah, so we had a look at some of his other stuff. And it just looks really cool what he's doing. Yeah. Um, explain about the other things. Uh, well, he started a, one that was a bounty hunter game, which was a similar thing in an alien city. Um, but this time you were hunting down criminals, um, which uh, that was, uh, you, you had extra things like you're getting vehicles and things like that. But his original idea for Burn Band was that you were going to be a mailman. Mm. And so that's what he started making now. 
which is a, it's, it looks like he's going a bit more um, high resolution. Yeah. Higher, higher resolution, not high resolution. Yeah, yeah, but still but, very low color. Yes, like. yeah, it's still quite low res. Yeah, um, but his idea is to have a procedurally generated city instead of a designed one, but then still has all that feeling of personality in it. Yeah. So, and you have to deliver packages, and, and there's a, definitely a combat system in you it. Well, consi- considering it's it's nominally about delivering packages, it appeared to be actually about punching people. There's a lot of punching. Yeah, yeah, it does seem to be. And it, and it feels really good. It looks like it, you know, everything has impact, and they blood comes out of them and pulls on the ground in a sort of really lo-fi way. It looks it looks ace. Just I just like oh, it just looks so like the sort of thing I want to play. And so sort of just it just fires the imagination. Yeah, but yeah, definitely definitely everything I make from now on is going to be like that. I know that I, I'm down <laughs> with that because 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 that that top down thing you were making, I didn't like the look of that at all. <laughs> Um, whereas I can fully get behind something like this. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. See, it's everyone's a winner. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there's that. I mean, I don't know. What should we do? Kickstarter or should we do reviews first? What do you think? Go on, get some reviews in. All right. We could even we just... end on a high note with the Kickstarters you found. Yeah. Well, I, that baby one is. <laughs> I'm probably going to have nightmares about that guy. You, you should I know do. that I'll have nightmares about the, um, that uh, what was the what was that fucking weird one? Um, you're gonna have to narrow it the down. The looks thing, looks thing, like power air ground. Oh, face it. Oh, face it. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. So actually, yeah, we'll finish on that because there are actually yeah. a couple of doozies yeah. in there. Um, right, reviews. All well, I've got four games to talk about. That's five. I was fingers, holding up five fingers. Four <laughs> games to talk about. I do this all the time. Like I've been doing these Skype sessions. And I won't have my camera on, and they won't have the camera on, and they'll say hello, and I will wave at my computer <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a fucking idiot. Um, so anyway, uh, I start, may I start one that you don't give a shit about, Dying Light, um, which I got um, at last, because I, I went with the physical copy, because it was cheaper and you got some stuff. Yeah, it looked all right. It's just about zombies. You've really got a problem with zombies, haven't you? Oh, it's, it's boring. so lazy. Yeah. No, that's what, fair enough. Just like, oh, just put zombies in. They'll be a good enemy. Even, even if they don't act like zombies, they just make them zombies. Yeah. To be honest, that, <laughs> it's like, make them something else. The, the pitching for that game must have just been like, Mirror's Edge, z- zombies, put them together. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because the thing is, the first person parkour in it, I mean, to explain what it is, oh, a city's been overrun by zombies due to an infection, and you're some blah, blah, blah agent. The weird thing is, the um, the guy who does the voice, it's obviously a very serious role. And we use that guy um, in uh, one of the games at work, and he is a really funny guy. There were some of the most naturalistically funny reads I've ever heard of dialogue. Um, and then he's got this sort of thankless, dry task of doing the the main character in this. Um, but yeah, you're a government agent who gets dropped into this thing, and you've got to find a bad guy and stop a cure, and blah, 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 blah. It all boils down to smacking zombies with cleavers and shooting them and stuff like that. Um and I suppose, yeah, it is basically Dead Island plus uh, Mirror's Edge, and and it's great. I I mean, the actual the the combat feels really really nice. The traversal feels really really nice. The only problem is that it kind of it gives you everything, and then you go to this second sort of area, and you get that, and it's got really nothing new to show you, and so it just utterly plateaus because you get this grappling hook that kind of uh, that allows you to get on top of buildings really fast. And, and almost negates the need for any parkour, um, apart from it has like a recharge time on it. 
Don't worry, that is just the laminate shifting as the heating happens. Okay. Just to explain what that noise was. Um, not a ghost. Not a ghost, no. Uh, or if it is a ghost, or it's a, a zombie. ghost that coincidentally happens all the time with the heating. Definitely not a zombie. I mean, I mean, for a start, why would you think a zombie? Madness. Everything zombies. Ugh. Anyway, but it's really good. I mean, the combat feels really good, and and it's great fun. It, but if you if you like Dead Island, it's the same shit, only only with running and jumping and stuff like that. And the thing is, oh, and at night, then these other zombies come out that sort of hunt you down. And frankly, they're annoying as piss. I find it's terrifying. So what I do is I just don't play at night. You just find the nearest bed. <laughs> There's only one time it forces you to sort of do that, and you can just find a bed, sleep through to the day, and et voila. Um, you don't have to deal with those fuckers. Um, great. Really good fun, but just plateaus and just stops adding anything new and interesting in, which is a real pity. It's like, if they'd just found some more stuff to add, or maybe, maybe more guns, because he's got some guns in there, they don't feel particularly great. What I do like is the fact that if you shoot someone in the head, the head explodes. There's none of this kind of, oh, ah, oh, jeez, oh, you hit me right on the forehead, that... Ah, ow, hit me four more times, bang, my head exploded. None of that bullshit. Basically, anyone, doesn't matter, shoot them in the head, pop. Um, which is how it should be. I mean, it's, it's utterly unre- unrealistic as well, but it's, it's sort of, it's kind of joyously over the top. Cause the gore and stuff like that's great. You can literally chop zombies vertically or horizontally in half. Um, so they just like fall apart. Um, if you hit them, like if you've got like a fire axe and you do a charged attack, it will literally split them down the middle. Um, great, but just stops being interesting to the point that I've kind of stopped playing it now. Uh, I've got pretty close to the end of the story, and it's like, eh, nothing, nothing new to see, which is um a pity because the story itself is nothing special. It's all you know. Oh, look, there's a, there's a bad guy and he's a bit mental. What do you do? Yeah. So so that's that. Also, I've been playing Hotline Miami too. Has anyone else been playing that? Yeah, I've played it all. You played it all? Yeah. Like, when did you play it all? It was after release. It was oh, okay, back. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what did you think of it? I liked it. It was awesome. It's fucking hard as shit, though. It, yes. It's crazy hard. Like, it must be... It, I mean, I've not played the first one in, like, a few months, but it must be way harder than the first it, one. It absolutely assumes you've played the first one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. What did you think of the story? Because I found that annoying. The how story, story was kind of... Uh, like erratic and a bit confusing. Well, because it's 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 following like five different groups of people and it's jumping all over the place chronologically. Yeah, I'm not you, very good at tracking. Track. I'm not very you, good at tracking no, times I, and stuff. I, like that. I don't think you can keep track, to be honest. But the general kind of premise is that it's set in a version of America where the Russians won the Cold War. Yeah, and it's just based on that. I think the the, the sort of the like the kind of the theme of the game since the first one has just been like been. Basically, you're saying that uh, violence is bad. Yeah. But it makes you feel bad about it. And that's the kind of thing that was they were trying to do with it, I think, was to make you think about what you're doing. So with the first game, you had, like, you know, the, the violence and stuff, and then you would walk back through all the bodies and stuff, and it was, like, a pretty harrowing thing. And then this one, they tried to push it further in different ways, like uh, getting you to play as a character and, like, empathize with them a bit and then get you to kill them later on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, and that's what they do with that, the whole rape scene and stuff. But that got diluted down because of the controversy behind it and stuff. So it, it doesn't have any impact. Like when I first played the game, at, um, it was res like two, a year or two ago. Two, two that years. scene, 
Yeah. I, I was just like, holy shit, this is terrible. Yeah. I don't want to do I was like trying to like go back. And I was like, what? I don't want to yeah, do well, this. Where's the unrape button? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, because it, it, it pulls you in and then did it. Now it's just like, you know, the whole like, it's the sexual violence. Don't like, we don't want to show you this if you don't want to see it. And then, yeah. it, but it was way more like graphic and stuff and went on for longer. So I, I couldn't understand why people would be like, you know, would be, have issues with it. And that the, but the current one doesn't really add that much to the story or anything. And now it seems like it's just kind of tacked on. Whereas the original kind of had some like impact. It didn't make you feel good, but no, a game doesn't have to make you feel good. It's, it's supposed to make you think about the consequences and stuff. And it's interesting that you like that kind of thing is like really, really like potent and controversial and stuff. But the rest of the game, you're going around fucking smashing people's heads in. Yeah. It's crazy. I do quite like the fact that it, I'm, I'm kind of torn on the fact that because it, it makes you play as like about five different groups of people, their mechanics are quite different. Like yeah. there's one that there's there's one where you choose a different gun at the start. There's other ones where you choose like abilities. There's one guy like uh, who's a pacifist and who's just effectively knocks people out. And if you do even pick up a gun, he just takes a couple of seconds pulling it apart and spitting yeah. out all the bullets and stuff. And I quite I quite liked being forced to play through in those different ways. But I would have liked to be able to then replay it as any of the other characters, which you can't do, which seems a bit That's so that you, dumb. Can, you have limitations on what your score is as well, isn't it? Though? Yeah, but you could you could totally sort of compartmentalise those things, I think. Yeah. Um, good, yeah. But, um, yeah, I like the fact that there's much more variety in terms of locations. Like, there's, there's unconvincing jungles, yeah. unconvincing warehouses, um, all sorts of unconvincing locations. <laughs> But what I don't like is it's it's a bit uglier, I think, in some ways. Like, you'll have levels that effectively go right up to the edge of the screen, and it looks like they continue off the screen, but they don't. There's yeah, just, like, an invisible wall. Artifacts like that, and a few yeah. bugs and stuff in it. Well, yeah, like, the, the pathing, like, I'll see enemies, they'll come through a door, and they'll just spin yeah. in a circle. And you can't interact with them, for some reason, while they're doing that. Um, you can't, like, you know, punch them out. Yeah, I didn't really have too many issues with bugs when I was playing it. it it's far buggier than the first game, I found. Well, I mean, it, no crashes, it's made in but... a completely different way. Right. The way that it is made is insane. Basically, every single version of the game is made by Abstraction, who are a porting company. Yeah. So um, they made a program that takes a game maker file and spits out uh, like a C++ generated executable. Right. And they call that Game Baker, which is delightful. That's nice. Um, but it seems like it was a, probably a nightmare for them to make because they had to make it, you know, just regenerate everything from these old game maker things. Mm. Which is crazy. And uh, the, the Game Maker version that Cactus uses is really old and they can't update it because it breaks the entire game. So it's just they've made this one specific uh, program to generate stuff from a very old version of Game Maker. And that, that took them crazy. three years to do it all. So, Fucking hell. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's why it was a bit buggy because uh, I guess anything they do in Game Maker might not be exactly how it works there. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's impressive that it, it's that, actually. Because it, it looks like a Game Maker game, though. You, you play it and you think, oh, yeah. this is written in Game Maker. But yeah. I guess that's, you know. Well, have you, have you finished it? No, I've got close. The, the end level is insane. Yeah. Into, it's like I don't mean insane, like, oh, it's really difficult or whatever. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Like, we'll discuss further after you play it. I don't want to spoil it, but it's amazing. Oh, okay. But yeah. my favourite level is 12 which is uh, the one where it makes you play... It forces you to play through is all the different friend characters. Mm. Which oh, are, yeah, like, with different group, floors of a building. Yeah. That's great. With that roller level. mobster playing in the background. Yeah. That is... It's so good. That is an excellent level, yeah. yeah. And, and then you get to the top and something happens. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I, just, I just wish that I didn't... Before every single fucking level and after every level, 
I didn't mind it when you just go in, ran, click through a conversation, pick up a pizza and fuck off like you did in the first game. Yeah, but the, I think the point of the game is as well as to like kind of expand on that story. It's not interesting a story though. I don't find it an interesting story and the fact that it jumps around all over the place means that I can't particularly keep track of it. Hmm. They aren't Quentin Tarantino. This isn't yeah. a 90 minute movie. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I, I find it more frustrating than anything. But, but the actual, the gameplay is as great as it ever was. Um, uh, possibly, you know, possibly even better. But, um, there's just those silly little quirks like the, the pathing fucking up and not being able to replay levels as yeah. other characters. Even if your high score didn't count or something like that, you had to, those, those are, those are weird sort of things. But, uh, yeah, really, really good and, and well worth the money, I would say. Uh, have you, you not played it, Dave? I've still not completed the first one. What is going on? Why have you not completed the first one? Because the dogs kill me. Just, just time it better. Just smack them in the face but with we, the bike. We already know I'm rubbish at games. <sighs> and it's a hard game. Well, okay. Well, you say you're rubbish at games, but you're willingly playing Bloodborne. That's a fucking segue. <laughs> huh? How about them apples? It's pretty good, right? Yeah. I'm quite enjoying Bloodborne as well. I know, right? Okay, because but, but you enjoyed that um that uh, thingies of the Fallen. Lords of the Fallen, yeah, yeah, and I think that's probably the reason I'm enjoying Bloodborne. That's acted basically as your gateway drug. Yeah, because Dark Souls, I just I couldn't get into Dark Souls. It hmm. was it was just a bit too brutal for me. And have you have you seen Bloodborne? <laughs> yeah, Bloodborne seems it seems a bit easier. It took me a while to get into it, but once I got like the timing of everything, yeah. I mean, like, um, most of the enemies are, are quite, quite I found easy it now. far harder at the start, but then I've always been a yeah, magic player. I found it quite hard at the start, yeah. um, but then it's it's a timing thing. It's like, if you mess up the timing, you're done. Yeah. Because uh, they'll change some attacks and you just don't have a, a chance. Yeah, yeah. So, but once you, you learn the, like, the pacing yes. of the game, then, then it, I wouldn't say it's easy, but yeah. it becomes easier. Yeah. Do you think that uh, maybe... It feels slightly easier from the off- offset. Like you're saying, Dark Souls is very brutal. Do you think the difference is because they're both similar in terms of gameplay and stuff, but like Bloodborne rewards you for being aggressive, whereas Dark Souls re- rewards you for being like uh, careful and patient. Well, yeah, and I am quite an aggressive. And player I think, we I think see, naturally people yeah. swing away and they just want to kill well, stuff. That's it because I actually found it harder at the beginning, and that's because I was probably a much more a much more you know magic based cautious yeah. player. So I think, yeah, it depends how you come into it. If you are a, a magic user, then you're going to find it tough at the beginning. I totally don't miss magic now. I find the, the thing I find myself having an issue with is the strange muscle memory of, um, of you know, pr- pressing a certain button, expecting a shield to come up occasionally, and actually what it does is it converts a trick weapon. Dying Light is a similar thing. Uh, the jump button is on a shoulder, and that is it just takes, like, hours to get used to that. I know, because it's also your climb button. It seems <laughs> it's really weird. Um but I'm 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 fucking loving it now. Uh, I love just how many d- weirdly different things though, like the way the the co-op works, where you have uh, rather than marks on the ground, you just ring a little bell, and then if anyone nearby is trying to look for someone who, and they've rung a different bell, you get pulled into their game. And sometimes you get pulled into areas of the game that they haven't even visited yet, which happened to me today, which was quite weird. Um, I love how everything is. It's the same but different. It's like you know, it's recognisably a, a, a Souls type game. But it's different enough that you you can't it, you you're still finding you know interesting new things. What I, what I think is a little bit annoying though is a, a, something that really drove me through the Souls games was 
as well as seeing the new locations it was just the fact that there was loads of new gear and stuff like that you'd find whereas in this it's it's very limited how often you you know most of it you just buy in the shop there's not an awful lot that you will discover in the world apart from a new set of clothes occasionally maybe an occasional weapon but mostly it's these same things it's blood vials which are your, your health potions or it's uh, bullets for your gun or it's um, upgrade stuff to, to make your weapon stronger or buff them in other ways so that's a little bit that uh, I, I, I miss that i miss the thrill of you know finding a body and finding something new and going you know even if it's a weapon that i never fucking use because it's outside of my strength range it's like oh look what i found i found a thing because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a terrible completist like that but it, it just plays so well the combat feels so visceral and and solid and it's just they they've really perfected the combat in it, I think. Yeah, and it, it's a lot more forgiving with stuff like the the health vials. Like, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. find tons of them all around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So. There's certain enemies that just they'll drop three at a time every single time. And that whole thing that when you get hit, you've got a short window in order to get your health back by attacking the enemies back. Yeah, that's really nice. That's that's a because that just totally encourages you to go in there and just fucking wade in. And as long as you've got enough stamina, you're probably going to be okay. Uh, with weaker enemies um and and it's so beautiful i can't believe just the step up in detail because it's weird you look at dark souls 2 you'll walk through some areas and it's just like oh there's six polygons this is a ps1 game uh whereas this is insanely detailed it's just throwing polygons at the screen like anything and and it's and it's all beautiful i mean admittedly there's you know you're seeing the same coffin model a billion times but they're all stacked up piggledy piggledy and and it's it does look like an old sort of european city the way the streets sort of wend and cross over each other it is um just the most staggering artistic achievement so far and i'm not that far into it i've done i've only done three bosses well you're further than me <laughs> Fur- yeah further than you but um ah oh, it I, I think it's um it it's definitely it's the reason to get a ps4 it's uh, it's that good. Have you got a PS4 yet, Mark? No, I'm going to buy one to play it. Yeah. So when are you actually going to get it? Because this is uh, you've done you finished Titan, right? Uh, yeah, I'm still working there. What, you, what are you doing? QA and porting and stuff. There's, there's loads of shit to do. I have to finish the demo. It's like, yeah, I've been working solely since I got back from Rest, basically. Right. Well, when 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 does that finish? When does that? Uh, I guess when it comes out. So and then I'll have to do support. Was it April 14th or something? Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. Get Bloodborne. Yeah, I'll get Bloodborne when it's when I'm done. Yeah, yeah. How are you resisting? It's hard because I do. (laughs) I definitely really want to play, but I know I can't because as soon as I do, I'm going to just spend eight hours a day at least playing the game. Yeah. Um. So I can't do that because if stuff comes up, I need to do it. Like PCQA starts on Monday, (laughs) so definitely can't. uh, Do do you know I'll be doing on Monday? Playing Bloodborne. Yeah. And also, probably edit, possibly editing this podcast. I'm going to try and do a record speed turnaround on this baby. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> anything? Anything else you want to say? I mean, because I mean, it's 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 sold, but it's different. That's what I find. Well, I'm enjoying it way more than yeah. Souls. And I think actually, one thing that's much more forgiving this time is the the timing on parrying because you don't parry in this so much as you you hit them with a shotgun uh, blast. Is the timing quite forgiving on it? It felt it to me. Like I, I, I never parried a single enemy in. Uh, I loved in parrying in Dark Souls. Hundreds 2. of hours of Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two. 
I wasn't particularly trying because you do, you do it with a shield, obviously, don't you? You sort of like knock them with the shield. Yeah. Whereas in this, I think because the immediacy of a shotgun, it's easier to to get that timing. Oh, what a shotgun or a pistol or whatever. Yeah, the, the the feel of it though, I don't know. I think Dark Souls Two was hard to parry, yeah. and because of that, it was way more satisfying. I felt. Yeah. But uh, that I'm talking about PvP there, really, because um, right in Dark well actually in Dark Souls One, you'd have to parry by predicting when they were going to attack. But Dark Souls Two, it felt more natural to do it that way as well. So you'd you know what someone's going to do based on what the previous attack patterns are. Yeah. And you'd parry when you think they're about to attack you. And you, when you got them off, everything about parry was amazing. The sound it made. That and then, Yeah, and like the yeah. pause, because they fall on the floor in that game. Yeah. And then you have like a few seconds, so you just like, you just like, yes, this is this is it. And then you like switch to a dagger and just stab them, and it's so much yeah. fun. Well, the weird thing parries. is, if you, if you attack too soon after parrying in this, you fuck it up. Yeah, you, you literally have to let them let them kneel. Yeah, but Dark Souls then, One is like okay, yeah. repost immediately. Yeah, so that was something to get used to with it between the two games. But it'll be interesting to see how it feels in Dark Souls in uh, not Dark Souls Bloodborne. Well, it, it, it's just the the geezers of blood that come out of it that then just <laughs> splatter the floor and your clothes. Yeah, it looks quite. You, you do get covered in blood. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's an amazing game, and uh, I can't I can't wait to see more of it. I'll be doing some more some more co-op tonight, I think. Um, yeah, although the one thing that's bad about the cop is that you, you ring this little bell and it can t- if you're trying to cope with friends, what's really nice is you can do that. You set a password, you all have the same password and it'll, you know, draw you together. But it can take like literally five minutes to pull someone into your bloody game. Which is worrying for me because I need them to, to kill the bosses. Well, this is it. I mean, <laughs> but what's, what's also quite different is that you, when you get summoned into their world, you don't get summoned in at your summon point because you don't have a summon point. Instead, you get summoned in at the same location you are, which is quite nice. Because it means that you can go off killing things. And also, because you aren't using... What always used to annoy me in um, co-op in the Souls games is that as soon as you put that sign down, you don't want to use any of your magic up because it means that when you got summoned in, you'd have less magic to use in their game. But because this doesn't have magic, you've got Molotovs are probably the closest thing to it. Uh, um, it, it doesn't matter. You may as well just go off tromping around because it doesn't matter where you are, you're going to get summoned in, you know, anyway. Um, which is nice. That's a nice little wrinkle on it. It's weird just how, you know, these little things are different and just how, how big an impact they make. Just, oh, what a game. Let's, let's sack this shit off and play some more. <laughs> um, yeah. And the other game, I, uh, are you got anything else to say about it? No, right? no, that's fine. The other game played Ori and the Blind Forest, which is the most beautiful 2D game I've ever seen. It is so beautiful. I, when I, when I, when the end credits came up, after about six and a half hours, which was the perfect length, and I saw Unity, I was like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck, really, Unity? Because it is just breathtaking. It looks way better. You know, UbiArt have that UbiArt framework, um, which Rayman was done, and this looks ten times better. It is just a staggering work of art, this game. And also, just the way it tells the thing through so few words, effectively, you play the intro, and it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, it's just amazing it is just it's a it, it's a it's a real piece of art of a game as a platformer maybe it's a little vanilla that it's um yeah, the, the combat in it is very just spammy because it it's also awesome. this weird thing where it would just put random barriers in front of you that didn't stop you so like those uh purple um like thorns oh yeah that you could just destroy yeah 
but it, it would just slow you down. So like you'd get yeah, a nice they, rhythm yeah, and yeah, but, flow going. Yeah, but they would but drop then, stuff. You know, like they would drop a bit of energy that you'd use. And I know, stuff. but it just it just seemed to destroy the flow. I oh, really, I quite like those because they they sort of burst in a kind of juicy manner. Yeah, but you'd be like nice jumping from branch to branch, and yeah. then suddenly it's yeah, like, but they oh, they I, then I disappear partway. I mean, you only see those right at the start of the game. Those, um, they they you know they fall out of use. But what I do like, there's this thing called, I think it's the bash skill, whereby when you're near to any enemy, it glows yellow and you hold Y and then you choose a direction and it gets thrown in the opposite direction and you ping off in the other direction and it makes for the most amazing high-octane platform challenges because basically the idea of the game is you've got these three sort of things you need to go through and the first one's like a tree and um, the first one's quite tricky because you are using these sort of skills to get through but then at the end of it at the end of each of these sequences a little bit of a spoiler this you'll have a time challenge to get the fuck out of there whilst in the first case loads of water's pissing into it and you're trying to race against it and they're really and it's all about just this precision platforming but it's it's precision but it's forgiving because when you do this bash thing time sort of slows down and you can aim and fire off that feels really good it's weird it's like halfway through the game you suddenly get this really cool new skill um and but uh, the story is just lovely and simple and i think it's the, it's the most fun i've had with a platformer and and it does have some annoying things because it, effectively it's a metroidvania and i i, I in a metroidvania i want to be able to discover everything there's an achievement for uncovering the whole map but when you go into these um these areas these these three sort of areas once you complete them you can never revisit them and that's not a problem for like the first two because you have to go through everything in order to see them but on the third one, there's like a little area off to the side at the end. So if you choose to go in one direction, it locks you to a cutscene and you can never go and visit that area. So you have to replay the whole bloody game if you want to try and get that achievement, which is kind of stupid. Um, I know it's the second one, not the third one. Um, but uh, it's it's really good. It's got some brilliant puzzle design. It has the, the, the second of those areas had this... It's a dead simple thing where um, when you're holding this object, you can sort of walk around the edges of things. But it changes your gravity from then onwards. So if you jump off that thing, you'll then fall in that direction. And it's really nice. Um has some really lovely sort of puzzle design. So it's it's oh, it's fantastic. It's it's so nice looking. It plays really well. The combat is dead simple, really. There's not much nuance to it apart from the fact that you can do this stomp attack, which certain enemies you have to do that to like break their shell. Um Brilliant. I think it absolutely just the most perfect little gem of a game. I've seen and and such a, a crazy when you look at the credits and you think it's made by about twelve people like only three artists and and it has so much beautiful art in it and these wonderful animated sequences oh wow really blew me away just I I just clocked through it in two two plays uh, really good so that's nice yeah uh, anything else other people have played played a bit of shovel knight okay yeah now because I've seen that and it looks quite good. Oh yeah, it's really. I think you'd probably quite like it. It's like um, really, like they use a lot of NES restrictions in it. Uh, like even the like transitions between screens is like um, like bl- f- fading out with you know like a screen wipe, except it's in blocks like that. And yeah, stuff. and it's really, really, really polished. It's very, and it's really hard as well. It's quite a lot of fun, and the soundtrack's amazing. Well, it's a platform. Is it a Metroidvania or is it level based? Or it's kind of like it. It's kind of like Mega Man. Right. Actually, it's like you're not got a gun or anything. You've got a shovel, mm. and you like you swing it to hit things. You can jump on the head and like slam down. It's got like you go through these levels. And there's like checkpoints all the way through, and then uh, the, at the end of levels, like a boss fight you have to do, mm. and it's all really quite hard. 
very tricky platforming and uh, stuff like that. And you you get gold and treasure as you go through, and you use it to buy health upgrades and magic upgrades and stuff like that. And it's got quite a bit of uh, the writing, and it's quite funny and stuff as well. Yeah, it's yeah, I saw nice. some some of that look really funny. Yeah, yeah, it's really really cool. And so, and it's like on everything now, isn't it? Yeah. So on it's three DS, three DS, and Wii U, and then it's on Steam, which is what I've got on. And then it's coming out on PS4 in like a week or two weeks, three yeah, weeks. I think it's coming out on Vita as well. GDC, they had a Vita version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, all the Sony platforms. I don't know if it's on Xbox. Might be, maybe not. I don't know. Probably. Seems like, yeah. I mean, Xbox One, what does it have? It ha- I mean, it has Aura in the Blind Forest, but that was on PC as well. Hmm. And then there was Dead Island 3, but that's on PC as well. So it's really just that one about grinding and shooting aliens. that are, Well, humans yeah. that have been mutated by a soft drink. That's it. Maximum, maximum overdrive. Below. <sighs> is, is it out yet? It's not out yet. It's no. not out yet. But no. what, what is that again? It's like procedurally generated. It's the capybara again. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. It looks good. Looks Does nice, it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm quite annoyed that it's just coming out for Xbox. It's on Steam as well, though. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's Well, there you go. So what's the fucking point? You see, there, there's no point in owning an Xbox One. Yeah, but Xbox really? are fucking notoriously shit again indies now. Yeah. PlayStation are just vacuuming them up. Yeah. And they've got Bloodborne, which is really, mm. really good. don't know if you've played it. It's good. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> Two weeks' time. Two weeks' time. Um, anything else anyone's played? No, that's it. Well, then why don't we take a look at Kickstarter? See what's okay. on Kickstarter. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we're okay for time. One hour fifteen. I don't think. I think it gets to about two hours, and that's when it goes. Oh, I forgot on everything. I well, was if we on do there. forty-five minutes of Kickstarter, I'm probably going to have died from boredom anyway. Yeah, and that's fair enough. I, to be honest with you, I just want to talk about um, Face It and the one about the baby. Yeah, um, there's the. There's I don't the want to talk about any of them. Um, they're great. You're idiots. <laughs> You can't really say much about these, though. You just, like... Yeah. All you can say is go and watch these videos. Because yeah. Because you will be amazed at how bad the videos are. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all we're going to be saying. Um, and, and I'll put links to them. So, really, just consider this... What we'll do is we'll say the name of it, then we'll give you two minutes silence to watch it. <laughs> you could pause it, um, but this is a good way of bulking it out. Uh, so, experience being a baby in virtual reality. Um this uh, this chap called Stefan uh, Sendergaard or Sondergaard is making it, and he has a slightly odd looking nose. Um, like he looks like he's wearing a fake nose and moustache and glasses <laughs> in his picture. Uh, if I'm honest, that's mean, but it's true. It's yeah, okay. Well, in the video, he doesn't have the beard and moustache, so it might be fake. Well, there you go. But the, the <laughs> nose is definitely fake. Yeah. So the point is, though. It's, he's making a game about being a baby. The title shot of it is the creepiest looking fucking baby you've ever seen. It looks like he's got five o'clock shadow in dungarees. But the, the, he's, he's created what he called a proof of concept. And it literally, it's like a static model where you're looking, you're, it's effectively he's just put a camera near the bottom of a room that's kind of painted. And then he just talks about, oh, when you're a baby and you see colors more brightly, it's just the weirdest thing. Um, so you should definitely watch that. And he's actually raised 2,000 kroner so far of his 10,000 kroner goal. I don't um, know how much a kroner yeah. is. So like five quid, maybe? It might be. Kroner DKK. I don't even know what that is. Right, well... Uh, is that Danish kroner? Yeah, yeah, it's Danish kroner. Well, we could we could pop to XE.com afterwards and find out. But I think it's probably 30p. <laughs> um, I think it's actually... I think you, you pretty much divide it by te- uh, 100, <laughs> as I recall. <laughs> It's like 20 quid, because that's 
Anyway, uh, yeah, um, terrible. Re- but watch the video because it's he's a, he's quite an it's odd amazing. chap. Yeah. Um, Descent Underground, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's Descent, but it's being made by the guy who used to be in um, Star Citizen, and then um, he's no longer a Star he's, Citizen. He's no longer a Star he's Citizen. A star outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll see because he was the guy who was really behind all the raising the money. So. We'll see how it does. It might it might do really well, but obviously it doesn't quite have the appeal of your your Star Citizen type stuff. Um, bathroom Simulator, <laughs> uh, which is appears to be basically you go in it and you can do a big poo and then you can pick the poo up and you can the it's it, it it's like it's more it's like a brown worm poo. <laughs> yeah, it's elastic. Yeah, it's it, you can't tear it apart. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's just like a, a sort of a weird. Brown this looks sausage. like a game that he's just trying to cash in on the uh, whole simulator thing. Now, what was he's the trying one to the, be Bossa Studios? What, what has we got to put a link in for? Because it was uh, showering with my dad. Showering with my dad because we, that is what they thought this was limited uh, connected to, and the video for that is amazing. And it's not on Kickstarter, but Serial Killers, which is an innovative platform. No, do you know what? This is an innovative plat space former game <laughs> for P dot C dot. Made by an everyday kid. Yes, this is about high school students, so you can't really... Like, it's good for them to make a game, but w- no, get off Kickstarter. Fuck them. Um, £25,000. Yeah, it has... Oh, <laughs> yeah, but no one has pledged. It has the weirdest physics. Because it, effectively... <laughs> it's not the physics, it's the perspective. Well, it's it. kind of like, yeah, it's it's got like almost a top-down perspective, but then you've got gravity as if it's side-on. Uh, it's shit. Um, and yeah. then, and then for some reason, you, he falls down between two lumps of red. I don't know. Just watch the video. It looks terrible. And he's called it Serial Killer, despite the fact that it has no, it, it's going to be about breakfasts, but it's like, oh, what word goes with serial? Killer. Ha 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 Aren't I clever? It appears to have been the thought process. Terrible. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> face it. A game okay, here, This, is, this now, is the, this is really if what you we're watch here for. One video. Face it, a game to fight in a di- in a demons. This is the most amazing Kickstarter video I've ever seen. It is. It's like well, an eighties re- power metal video. Yes, made by a, a like a guy in his mother's basement. Yeah, who thinks he's got? Who thinks he's some kind of? Um, I, I don't know. Like, like he thinks he's a, he's making. He thinks he's like making, he's a magician or something. Like, like he's the reincarnation kind of, of Alistair Crowley. It's like yes, yes, that's he's it. Kinda, he's kind of like Job from Arrested Development, but being serious. Yeah, it is. Oh, and do you know what? I'm going to write. I'm going to save the video in case they get rid of it, because uh, I've had this happen with Realms of Goldesia, which was my previous favorite one. With the is sexist... that the one where he just wants to make out with that girl or something? It's it, yeah, horrifically <laughs> yeah. sexist. Um, it was brilliant, and but so I've saved that. That has been stored, so we can possibly upload it somewhere and link to it if worse comes to worse. Because <laughs> it is, wow, it's brilliant. Yeah, um, freeze me. This looked kind of good. It's a complete ripoff of Super Mario Galaxy, but quite technically to such an amazing as degree as well. Yeah, I mean, like disgraceful. The, the fade out at the end where it has the silhouette of the character. Yeah, it was pure Mario. Yeah, it yeah was I don't think they hide the fact that it's inspired by Mario though. Yeah, no, I don't think. Yeah, I but think do you know what? They're embracing it. Yeah. It looked quite fun actually. Yeah, it looked. I... It looked kind of ba- bad but fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 w- I would, I would play it. I bet um, it's going to be one of those games that's just super glitchy. Yeah. Now, I don't know what this is. There's, it's a Pixar called One Pound Drawings from the Games You Love. And it appears you basically, you, you pledge a pound and he will do a really bad drawing of, 
a piece of video game art. I can't tell if he's doing the pixel art as well because it's terrible. Yeah, he's, he's but then do, that he's one's doing good. The, pix, the pixel art. That's what he's doing. Well, I don't understand because look, look, that he's got this Halo pixel art, which is awful, pillow shaded shit. And then he's got this yeah. little one, this little sort of uh, Far Cry. It 3 depends one, how good. much you pledge as to what you get. You can even get a three D. Three D paintable game character. Right, you say that, but it's not like if you pledge ten pounds, he'll learn to draw better. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a disparity between all these pixel arts. So well, his hand drawings are even worse. Oh yeah, um, don't understand what it is, but basically yeah, for a, a quid though, you can't go wrong. I said the postage is going to run him more than that. <laughs> it's it's basically it's a terrible business model. Um, apparently, you can unlock more. I didn't notice that. Unlock more. The stretch, oh it's got stretch goals, and and if if you pay enough, it will unlock more. Forty pounds remix of Super Mario sixty four theme tune will be created and distributed to all backers. So he's also a musician. <laughs> I get the feeling he is as much a musician as he is an artist. I think he is a drac of all um, It's worth looking at it just because it's it's one of those proper what the fuck. It's, it's, it's got this big funded banner on it. He was only asking for one pound. So that's not a huge surprise. Um, that looks terrible. Now, Harmonia Tactics. This is this tactics game, and it looks like Vandal Hearts in its um its billboard sprites on a polygonal, low poly sort of rotatable world. But it looked really fast paced, even though it was turn based. It actually looked quite interesting. Um, the fact that it was all procedurally generated landscape sounded shit because, frankly, the reason Vandal Hearts is one of the greatest turn based strategy games ever is because it has really well designed levels. But there's something about this that looks quite appealing. Um, I'm gonna. I think I might actually play. How much is it? Let's see how much it is. Um, no, one pound, ten dollars, ten. There we go, ten dollars. I'm gonna back it for that because I don't think it's gonna make its money though. Um, ah, shit, no. By quite a way. Oh well. Uh, well, anyway, Harmonia uh, Tactics. Two t- looks... created. What else has he done? Uh, okay, let's see. How many backed? How many? Uh, oh, so he's tried doing this. Harmonia Tactics and Harmonia. Right, okay. So that was funding unsuccessful. Yeah, Tactics. And he's since moved away from Germany. Oh, right, was that? Berlin, Germany. Oh, okay. Unless that's the location of the game. Oh, and this guy looks like he's wearing um, fake glasses and a fake beard and a fake wig. Um, uh, We we suspect, yeah, he's changed his appearance for some (laughs) reason. Possibly... Maybe when he moved from Belt... Maybe he was in the witness protection. Possibly to avoid people discovering him doing a sex crime. That's, I'm not saying that, is it? <laughs> Possibly to do so, this. So Mark says, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark. What a horrible thing to say about him. Oh, man. I'll just change which channel that bit comes out on and I'll be sorted. That's definitely the, not the, the reason. The voice but... might give it away. <laughs> he looks, I'll just, I'll, I'll just make it sound stupider and it'll be fine. Oh, all right, okay. I'll, I'll put the silly filter on it. Um, no, he just, he looks like, he looks like he's wearing, um, a fake beard and stuff. <laughs> And then you said fake hair, and you said fake glasses. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, Dave said fake glasses. You you said fake hair as well. Someone's this getting is pissed. You. I think Mark said I, it I'm all. Not, I'm not going down for any kind of legal slander here. <laughs> oh, not going down. Eh? I think Mark said he he touched him inappropriately. That's it. Yeah, that, I heard that Mark said that. That oh, was uh, what a that horrible was thing. Off microphone guy. <laughs> anyway. Um, it looks kind of interesting. It's not going to make his money, um, but it's that's a pity because because it actually it's weird because you see loads of tactical RPGs and it's like oh and now I attack and now I attack and he, it totally seems to have got over that. Now it may well be that as a result you can't tell what the fuck's going on when you play it, but it looked really exciting. Um, 
So that's quite interesting. And that's it. That's it for Kickstarter. There's there's not a lot on it. But my God, you have to watch the Face It video and the experience being a baby. Hang on. Experience being a baby in virtual reality uh, because they are both hmm, quite something. Okay. Apparently we have differing opinions on that. <laughs> um, and I think, I think, is that it? Is that the whole lot? I think that is everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Uh, do you know what? We've managed to break an hour this time. Because of the amount of stuff we had to talk about. Oh, yeah, very good. We spent about 40 minutes. It's very dense, quality-filled entertainment as well. Uh, yeah, and... Unlike, not that it's never that. Yeah. Ever not that. Unlike the last two episodes, I've got some C-bombs to bleep out. Because There's I, only one. No, there's two. What was it? There was a thing and a Now you got four. Yeah. Five. Ooh, Dave, do you want to do a No. Dave, say Six, seven. No. Say Dave. Eight. No. Nine. Come on, say no. it, Dave. Dave. No. Come on, say no. Every time you say this, it's setting back the yeah. release of this by a day. <laughs> I, I do take that long. Why won't you say Dave? It's not appropriate. How is it not appropriate? What's the, will you, Look, say, will will you, you just what? stop being a Yay! <laughs> Dave said do, 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 do. There we go. Uh, now you right. can take that clip and you can just inject it into everything he says every so often, just have Dave saying that's a, that's a great idea. No, just the whole thing. Stop saying <laughs> Right. Everything. Oh, man, Dave's quite an angry man. <laughs> yeah. Just dropping it in. Um, well, uh, thanks very much for listening, all you c***s. Uh, <laughs> this got very, very, like, bleepy very quickly. Yeah. Well, yeah, well I'm making sound up. Like, a... like I said, there were none in the last two episodes, so got to make up for lost c***s <laughs> time. Um... Right, thanks very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I'm going to blip another on there. <laughs> <laughs>